Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Entertainment Expansion. We're your hosts, Tyler Callahan and Mike Ferrante. Mike, how you doing? I'm Batman. Yes, right. this this week I am Batman because we are at it again with another episode of franchises, fantastic or failure. And if you couldn't guess, we are talking about the Nolan Batman trilogy or the Dark Knight trilogy. Oh, so we're not talking about Batman and Robin? No, see, that's a franchise that's a little bit harder to kind of scale. Because it's three different Batman. Batman, Batman, yeah. Three different Batman with all different visions. So that one's a little bit more difficult to tackle. Maybe one day. And and here I have my Arnold Schwarzenegger action figure from the movie. I still got that too. I'm kidding. I don't don't have that. All right. So yeah, we're doing Dark Knight Trilogy. Uh, Obviously a bit smaller than the Harry Potter franchise, but still a very big and iconic franchise, not only for superhero movies, but if you think of 2000 films of that decade, the trilogy is up there. Um, oh, yeah. Looked at as some of the best mm-hmm. in cinema history. So let's get started with, uh, you know, clearly the worst one, Batman Begins. Oh, Mike, I'm fucking on. with you. I'm fucking with you. Come on. Okay. Yeah. I, was about to, I was about to drive over to your house and just beat the shit out of you. Yeah, Batman mm-hmm. Begins. It's, uh, well, it kind of brought life back to Batman and. You know, after that, Batman and Robin showed, oh, we can have a good Batman movie again. Yes, uh, and yeah. this started the trend of grounding superheroes. Because um, before that, well, not really starting because Sam Raimi's Spider-Man kind of did that. But before yeah, that, I feel Batman was... is a bit more grounded than Spider-Man 1 and 2. Well, absolutely, but yeah. besides that. But I would say it continues on the trend from good movies like X-Men and Spider-Man because during that time, you know, obviously maybe young people don't understand, but at the time we were getting bad superhero movies like <clears throat> Daredevil. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. So it wasn't all sunshine and rainbows with Spider-Man and X-Men. We were getting Fantastic uh, Four. Fantastic Four. We were getting Punisher. We were getting, what was one of them called? Electra? Like Catwoman? Yeah. Like there well, were some stinkers. Hold on. Hold on. Let's not talk too much about Thomas Jane's Punisher. It's not a well-received one. I'm not saying it's as bad as Daredevil, or I'm not definitely not saying it's as bad as Catwoman. But no, but at least not, it was a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, but it's not. I'm just putting that group of ones that disappointed or were bad. Yeah. So as we digress here, the Batman Begins, while not looked at as highly as the Dark Knight, obviously, and some even might say Dark Knight Rises. But it's what kicked off this franchise basically to golden history. Because without that movie, and funny enough, when The Dark Knight came out, a lot of people didn't know that this was actually related to Batman Begins because a lot of people didn't really watch Batman Begins. Uh, Most people found out about it after Dark Knight was announced. And gotta be honest, Batman Begins is pretty fucking awesome. I mean, we're actually getting pretty much the origins of Batman, which we've never really seen in film before, you know, but then again, this continues the trend of oh, Batman film. We got to see Bruce's parents get killed. Got to do it. Overall, though, if, you're go- if you're doing one movie that goes into his origins, I feel this is the one movie that's allowed to do it. Yes. Yes. Like Batman v Superman. It did not need it. Yeah. Other not than, really. well, maybe, maybe we'll talk about that another day, Okay, but 
because I'll just go on a tangent here on basically <laughs> no, all of what Zack Snyder does and everything is for yeah, a reason. Yeah, let's say folks on, uh, you know, yeah. Christian Bale and Yeah. So, number one, great fucking cast. Uh, Christian Bale killed it as Bruce Wayne. Um, very believable. Pretty good Batman. A lot of people got annoyed at the whole gravelly voice thing, but didn't really bother me too much because, you know, he has to hide his, his identity because if you're a billionaire fucking playboy, in Gotham, everyone knows who you are. You've done press before. People know what you sound like. But I like the origins, you know, him basically turning to a life of petty crime to further understand criminals and basically fight them on the inside to where he gets recruited by the League of Shadows, led by Liam Neeson, one man you do not want to fuck with, the man who single-handedly is responsible for the destruction of the Jedi Order. But yeah, great performance with that him taking the teachings of the League of Shadows to his life as Batman and basically the origins of how he got his tech as well. Because that's probably one of the biggest unbelievable things that anyone really says like, oh, well, how does he get all this tech? There's no way he builds all this himself. Well, yeah, there's an answer to that. People know he's Batman, but he's got a very close-knit people that he allows to know. And the movie did a great job doing that. One thing that does annoy me and about Batman, well, about the trilogy as a whole, uh, is the voice. You can put me down as someone who didn't mind yeah. the voice at first, but on rewatches, it is like, like yeah, you just it mentioned, gets, it gets it gets a little old. Some of the tech is unbelievable, but like, you know, the the the, the bat chopper, the bat, the bike, the tank. You couldn't do a voice changer, really? Mod, voice modular, but maybe well, they, they, did, they yeah, they did, but Snyder did it. Yeah, Snyder did it, but you're telling me like. I feel like if we're doing all these vehicles and the uh, the basically like the sonar tech of Dark Knight that they use, I don't feel it's out of the question he could have a voice changer. I really don't. This is true, but you got to be careful with voice changers because then it can go into the realm of Scream 3. We don't want that. True, just... Too, too dated of a reference. No, no. I mean, you're not wrong. It's just, you know, that is honestly, you know... These movies do hold up overall. Oh, absolutely. But I mean, great in hindsight, this is something that could have been improved on. Oh, um, yeah, absolutely. But, but that, that's the thing for the whole trilogy. I do agree with you. I think the origin story, like a proper origin story, not just a five or ten minute setup, and then he's Batman. Like, was it the first third is the uh, parents dying, he's a kid, the uh, League of Shadows training. Like, there's been a decent amount of time. And then gearing up to be batman even when he doesn't have all the tech yet which was pretty awesome and one thing i will give nolan credit for he definitely did his research because if you read the batman year one graphic novel or seen the animated film which is basically panel by panel that graphic novel i recommend watching that as well he he grabbed a lot of stuff from that movie and it paid off so i got to give him props for that he stayed pretty truthful to year one as far as the origins goes like him starting to be Batman, not really fully having the gear all set up yet. But overall, it's it's a good movie. I like it better than Dark Knight Rises, that's for damn sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and just to uh, prove your point about how you mentioned uh, a lot of people didn't know this movie was the first one, right when Dark Knight blew up. Uh, quick box office numbers, uh, just off, off the top of my head. I think Batman Begins did 350 to 400 million worldwide when it came out. Uh, Dark Knight did just over a billion. Yeah, I mean, granted, there's other reasons why Dark Knight 
went that high too because it was basically one of the last performances of Heath Ledger. He had died yes. right before the release of the movie, so that had a lot to do with it. But that also doesn't negate his amazing performance. No, I, I do think it's a bit of both. But yeah, just pointing out like there is facts behind what you mentioned. Yeah. There's not really a knock on the movie, but personally, I would have liked to see more Liam Neeson in the trilogy. Yeah. Like, I know how he died, but I'm like, the Lazarus Pit, and I'm like, I feel Dark Knight Rises, he could well, have came back. He could have, but once again, we're in the grounded universe. Like, this is basically <sighs> yeah, a universe where there's really no magic. There's nothing crazy like that. And uh, the, I mean, the craziest also, thing is scare, Scarecrow's Toxin. Which is a neurological gas. Yeah. Which is very realistic because our government has used things just like that. So that is 100% realistic. Now, all of a sudden, if you throw Ra's al Ghul into a pit, that'll resurrect him. That's a little... You're, yeah, you're, pushing, you're my, pushing it. My, my knowledge about Ra's al Ghul is like... Just, he put in a really great performance. And oh, he did. Liam Neeson not staying, sticking around in franchises... Yeah, Star Wars. Just yeah, uh, that's just a general. He plays a, he plays a great role and then just he disappears. Yeah, never to be shame. seen again. It's a shame. But no, I think for a first movie, this is a solid, solid. Oh, yeah. Like this builds because take away As, the acting uh, and all that, this lays the groundwork for the two movies for the next two movies. Um, absolutely, and it's as strong of a first movie as you could ever ask for. In mm-hmm. my opinion. Yeah, because they also, you know, we see... Do we see a little bit of... <sighs> you don't see the Joker at the end, but you see the introduction to him. Yeah, no, I was thinking more of the mob bosses. Were they really uh, in Batman Begins? Because I know they're obviously a only point of Dark Knight. Only Falcone was. Okay. And the, yeah. the takedown of him. Oh. Um, anyway, let's move on to the... I guess you could say the main attraction of this trilogy, and that is the yes. Dark Knight. The critically acclaimed Dark Knight. It is everything you want to see in a Batman movie. And so, Tyler, I'll let you kick this one off. Okay. Well, you know, it is considered one of the greatest superhero movies of all time. It still is, uh, for good reason. Yes. Uh, But I'm going to think outside the box as to why. Because, look, you don't need to listen for the next five, ten minutes talking about how great... Heath Ledger's performance was as Joker, you know, just how everything was amazing. Outside the box, what does this movie do well? I think going back to how a lot of people didn't know Batman Begins, they did not know that was the first movie. I think Dark Knight is very accessible for anyone who watched Batman Begins or didn't. Yeah, you can kind of just jump right into it because everyone knows who Batman is. Everyone knows who Batman is. Everyone knows who Joker is. And from what you were saying, like they didn't, they teased Joker with the card, but they didn't show him. So there's no connecting, major connecting thread. And wasn't Scarecrow in at the beginning? Yeah. yeah. But like, again, they don't really focus on, oh, look, you know, they don't talk about what you did in the last movie. It's like, he's just the villain to set up the movie, get you, you know, quick action scene at the beginning, get you hooked. So I think the fact that they, because let's be honest, you know, if we're looking at big superhero movies going, like looking back in history, Infinity War is, I would also consider, one of the best superhero movies of all time. However, you cannot just drop in and watch that movie. You need to watch a bunch of movies. Yeah, pretty much. To get the full experience. But for Dark Knight, 
you're more or less getting the full experience if you you know didn't watch batman begins or you did you get a little more if you did watch it but not much and then i i think the overall like the back and forth between batman and joker is one of the best we've seen in any medium movies tv shows and i think that just overall it is a fun time like if you take out the take away all the superhero aspects right let's just say this is a crime thriller back and forth right with gen- gen- generic action stars or generic drama stars it'd still be a pretty good movie i think so yeah i mean i'm gonna have to agree with you because almost everything about this movie works the main conflict to the acting the technology that is in it everything about this movie is just it just works because once again no one grounds it in realism so there's not a whole sense of fantasticalness to it mm-hmm. to kind of pull you away um you know the fall of harvey dent outstandingly done you know he's introduced to us right from the beginning as this clean-cut guy but in that court scene you see him make that switch like when the guy pulls a gun on him and he immediately reacts and punches him in the face and disarms him. So they pretty much tell you he's he's quick to use violence. And they further seed his kind of two-face fall or rise, whatever you want to call it. Uh, well, actually, uh, no, again, it's more like a fall. But, you know, so they, they kind of spoon-feed it to you, but not blatantly to treat you like you're stupid. Like a little, little teasing, if you will. But yeah, I know you said we don't really want to talk too much about Heath Ledger's performance, but we kind of have to. Because okay. this was a completely different take on the Joker that no one was ready for. No one wanted to see Heath Ledger in this role to begin with. Because this was shortly after Brokeback Mountain. So a lot of people were quick to make the jokes. Oh, what's he going to try and sleep with Batman? Which, you know, uh, the Joker might actually try to do. You, you don't know. He's, he's pretty obsessed with him. And, you know, they complete each other. So why not, right? So a lot of people weren't really for him in the role right from the beginning. But he gave us the most terrifying performance of a movie villain that I think we have ever seen. Name one other movie villain that is that mesmerizing and terrifying throughout the entire film. Off the top of my head, I can't think of a single one. No. And that's what makes this movie so great which is why it goes to kind of batman's thing everyone's like oh well you know why is batman such a great villain over most of the marvel or hero rather than like most of the marvel heroes you're only as good as your villain so if you've got some boring ass villains you're not gonna be that interesting that is true because it it puts the hero up against multiple trials and tribulations but if you're villain it's pretty boring, then it's not much of a challenge to the hero. So overall, the story is boring. Correct. Because it doesn't feel like it has real weight to it. Mm-hmm. Or if there's any weight, you just don't care because they're not interesting. They're not charismatic. Correct. Like, you couldn't really give two shits. Mm-hmm. You know, one could argue villain of Thor 2. What's his name again? Uh, Malekith, I think. As much as I love Iron Man and that trilogy... His villains are kind of weak, too. I mean, the best one was Obadiah. That was pretty much it. Yeah. 
But like Iron Man's like, how many of them do you need to be about a guy in a suit or you or just using his tech in general? Like that's boring. Yeah. Unlike the Dark Knight and Batman villains in general. So I think that's what provides a lot of success to the Dark Knight to begin with, is because we've never seen this type of chaotic evil before. That pretty much captivated us from the beginning. I mean, action was on point. Uh, one thing I will say that I liked about the first Bat- or Batman Begins is that it was more focused on hand-to-hand combat, whereas this one was more tech, tech-driven of a movie. You know, you got to see more of his his gadgets. I mean, that's where the, I think the Batwing first appeared in this movie and Tumblr turning into the motorcycle. I mean, at least you get some hand-to-hand combat come back in the next movie. A little bit, but it just still didn't flow as, flow as well. Yeah. But no, I mean, Dark Knight is definitely so it's far a, it's over a 10 years. Top tier movie. It's a top tier movie and will remain to be a top tier movie. Absolutely. If you haven't seen it, I don't know what you're waiting for. So we got the final one The Dark Knight Rises. Um, I mean, I, am I wrong in saying we both think it's a little bit of a disappointment? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. So what do you find disappointing about it? Some of the acting is real bad in it, for one. I think... You mean like that death scene at the end where she goes, ugh. Yeah, and just dies. Like, fuck you. Nolan, Nolan, we can't get a second cut of this? Like, you're a professional <laughs> actress and that's, that's how you do it? You got paid how much money to do that? I can do that. Are you fucking kidding me? So that's my biggest pet peeve of that one. One of the things I did enjoy is that once again going back to the grounding is that being batman takes a toll on the human body which is why when we're first introduced to bruce wayne in this movie after even though his couple years of retirement he's broken his knees are shot his shoulders are shot which is very likely you're doing all these fucking superhero landings and you're constantly taking hits absorbing hits throwing kicks throwing punches your body's going to take a toll and fast so i liked how they worked that into it you have an issue with that because we go okay. based on a timeline, he's only been Batman for two to three years consistently and then went into hiding post-Dark Knights. You're telling me two to three years of hard crime fighting and his body's broken down like that? Uh, it's very possible, my friend. I it just is. feel like he was so well-trained, his body was well-toned in Batman Begins, that if he did eight to ten years of crime fighting, I would say he's walking around with a cane, dude. Like, yeah, but may I remind you, in one of the scenes, right, when he first goes to Commissioner Gordon and Batman begins and then jumps off the roof and basically goes fucking chest first into scaffolding, right? The fire escape railing. That's fucking broken ribs right there, Chief. Okay. Okay. I'm just, I, I, I just feel like if they, if Nolan wanted to sell the broken down Bruce, I feel like. He should have conveyed the timeline better or give a reason as to why his body was decaying like that that fast. Yeah, I mean, I kind of took it as his Batman for at least maybe four to five years. That's Not, just my- cause I, I saw people online like timeline from Batman Begins to Dark Knight, assume he's Batman consistently. And then Dark Knight to Dark Knight Rises, he was Batman for about three to four years at most and then had that eight year gap. So you're yeah. telling me that eight years his body fell apart, he didn't look to get treatment. Was it had no pro like just fine chilling around with the cane being depressed? Like the mental aspect, I get because of of her dying. I get that, but physically, I would think he'd want to at least make sure his legs are good. 
Well, that could also go into Danny of Dark Knight, where he once again jumps off that building and pushes Harvey Dent down. If he landed on one of his legs first, uh, even if like the semi gliding of that cape, but anyone, even like parachuters, if you pull your chute too early, you're still absorbing a whole lot of fucking impact on your knees. And it was specifically one leg that was damaged more than others or the other. So I'm assuming that was the one that he most likely that took the shock of the fall. Okay. That's, that's my only argument for that. But getting back to the movie as a whole, uh, the throwing Robin into it, you can go fuck yourself. He could have just been a cop. I don't give a shit. Shit. You, that was just so cheesy. Me. It was like, oh, it's, it's I like, like your, I like your real name, Robin. Fuck no, you. No, hold on. This is how I, this is how I imagine Nolan came up with it. He's just like finished writing the script. He passes out. You know, working too hard. He wakes up two a.m. in the morning. Shit, I didn't do Robin in this trilogy. What do I do? And then that's his answer. You know what I would have respected more? That if fame was oh, Robin. I, no, I, I like you. I like your real name, Terry McGinnis. Ooh, that I would've been okay nice. with that. I've yeah. been okay with that because also that sounds like, besides the fact that it's an actual character, that sounds like a legit name. Then who the fuck named their like their kid, kid Robin? Robin. Yeah. Well, Tyler, you know who Terry McGinnis is. Well, yes, from Batman Beyond. But I'm saying it's like correct that even just take away Batman Beyond, that sounds like a legit name that people can buy. If we're just looking at this, take away all comic book shit. Who names their kid Robin? Yeah. Who? Yeah. And it would have been a nice nod to Batman Beyond. You know, it, it would have even... And it would have made sense because he was supposed mm-hmm. to continue the universe, the next Batman. Yeah, if they wanted to do a fourth movie, but with him as the Batman, boom. It's like a yep. half hybrid Batman Beyond movie. There you yep. go. Yep, there you go. But nope, gotta do Robin. Um, also, who's going to help him run that cave? He doesn't know how to use any of that shit. Nope, he definitely doesn't. He definitely can't Michael fight shit either. fucked off to Italy. <laughs> yep. uh, yeah, there's. but maybe that's the reason why we never got another one. But yeah, it was just kind of a forgettable movie. I mean, despite Tom Hardy's amazing performance, because, you know, a lot of people, once again, didn't think he could pull it off. That dude got jacked for that movie. Yes, he did. And a lot of people like, oh, he's too small. He's too small. He'll never be big enough to be Bane. You think he's going to be able to pick up Christian Bale? It's like, yeah, Christian Bale is taller than Tom Hardy. But to anyone that said Tom Hardy could never get big enough, go fucking watch Bronson. He was fucking yoked up in that movie, and he only did a prison workout. So it was mostly push-ups, sit-ups, handstand push-ups, shit like that. And he got fucking huge. Now, once again, it's all in the traps. It's all in the traps. You got some big-ass fucking traps, you're going to look jacked. And Tom Hardy, he's got some fucking whales as traps. You can tell in the movie Warrior, you can tell in Bane. Diesel, but... He gave a great performance. Once again, you know, his uh, his little voice modulator was once again a little annoying, but made sense for the story, I guess. I would so like I to say that this is the movie that spy st- started the trend of Nolan. Either he has bad hearing and he doesn't know what good sound audio is or sound mixing, yeah. or... This has started his long con of fucking with the audience with the sound audio. It's possible. I mean, I'm not going to lie to you. When I was before Dark Knight Rises came out, me and my brother saw, I think it was Mission Impossible. I was just going to say, I I, I saw it as well. Yeah. Ghost Protocol. And and IMAX. Mm -hmm. So you could see the uh, 
the first scene of Dark Knight Rises. I heard and every that, third word. Dude, that original Bane talking, you didn't understand a single fucking thing that motherfucker said. Even just focusing, I only heard every other third word to what he was yeah, saying. It, it was it was pretty bad. So I'm and glad they the final product, not much better. It was better, but it was, but not much better. Not much. And then we got Tenant was really <laughs> was really bad with the audio on IMAX. Which is funny because he loves the format, but then the, the mixing is shit. But that's just a gripe I have, Nolan wise, uh, movie wise for me. My biggest disappointment in this movie, and it's part from the marketing, because uh, you have to think at the time, 2012, we're coming out of the recession, right? You had to Occupy Wall Street, and at least for Catwoman's Cat part and Bane and riling up support uh, in Gotham. I liked what was being sold in the trailers of, oh, this is like kind of their style of Occupy Wall Street, which kind of makes sense because Bruce Wayne is the billionaire of the city, right? He has too yep. much wealth. So I was like, oh, damn, this is going to go really deep. And they focus more on him being in prison halfway across the world than how Gotham handled being taken over by Bane. So thematically, it was a bit of a disappointment for me. Uh, yeah, funny enough, you mentioned the Lazarus pit, right? Mm-hmm. that's what that prison was called that was called the lazarus pit i thought it was just called the pit was it actually called the lazarus pit yep <sighs> jesus christ yep so he threw it in there just so, not so so not the way everyone thought so it even was. a cameo of like just seeing liam neeson in the background like in the prison clothes i don't say anything because you don't want to confirm he's alive or not but that would have been nice to fuck with bruce well it also made sense because there are many forms of immortality which is what he said so once again I didn't mind that per se, but overall the movie just kind of fell flat. wasn't really all that interesting. I mean, all right, let's give it some positives though. The first fight against Bane was amazing. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think, you know, obviously we have issues with Nolan and his sound mixing. I think no music, no track, just you just hear the sound of the beatdown. I think it was great, and it ended echoing off the walls. I think, I think this movie is where Gary Oldman really shines as Gordon, uh, especially toward the end, because he's been around in the trilogy. He does a good performance. I think here toward the end when he's rallying the cops and he's coming up with a plan to help take back the city, I think that was kind of when he shined. Also, then again, we're we're talking about Gary Oldman. When have we ever gotten a fucking phoned-in performance from him? I know, but I feel like we're wrapping up this episode now. We haven't talked about his performance at all as Gordon. we got to give him a shout-out. Also, Michael Caine, uh, that conversation. Where Michael Caine leaves and he's tearing up. That shit's heartbreaking. Yeah, but that, uh, that was kind of an annoying thing for me. Do you feel like he should have told him earlier? I feel like. Do you feel he shouldn't have was, allowed him to wallow in pain for eight years? I feel like that was more of just, uh, uh, that'll, this will speed up the plot. Because, oh, you didn't want to say anything when he was going against the fucking Joker who was videotaping killing people. Well, it just happened. It happened during the Joker thing. So I get him not telling then. But all of a sudden, oh, it's Bane. Uh, no, this guy sounds a little too crazy. No. Nope. Well, I guess the idea, because like, all right, yeah, it's sad that Bruce, Master Bruce, Master Wayne is depressed in his mansion. But now I think he's, I think the reasoning is at least he was in the mansion. He can keep an eye on him. Now he's going to actively run out as Batman again and get his ass killed because he sees how Bane is and how ferocious he is. So I, which I still think it's a dick move that he knew that for eight years and did not say a word because at least then in that eight years, Bruce could have healed and maybe willingly become Batman again. Not, oh, there's a terror in the city. I need to go out. 
with my busted knee. Yeah, and not tell him about the letter at all. That's what I'm saying. He should have told the letter, like maybe six months to a year post Joker. Give him time to process. Why even burn the fucking letter? I mean, yeah, you could give it to him as proof. Be like, oh, hey, I know this guy's feeling really hurt. You know, Rachel said that once he leaves Batman, she was going to be with him. And then he goes, oh, what's that? Oh, nothing. And he goes and burns the fucking letter. I want to be like, hey, man, I know you're hurting right now, but this will actually make you feel a lot better. She was not going to leave Harvey Dent. Mm -hmm. So you can still be sad that your friend's gone, but... At least then he can process it and he knows the truth. But now he's got to take your word that there was a letter and that you willingly burned that letter. Yep. But, I mean, in the moment, it was great acting and all that. It is a great scene. But, yes, the plot points that we have to... The mental leaps we need to take over that eight-year gap to yeah. get to that scene, it yeah, uh, it, it's a bit much. Yeah, uh, Anne Hathaway, I thought was pretty good as Catwoman. Um, yes. Toward the end of the movie, obviously there wasn't much for her to do, but what we did see, I thought was good. Yeah, definitely not bad, believable. Mm-hmm. Um, but then again, this also goes into was this really the third film Nolan had in mind? I, if Heath Ledger was alive, I do think obviously the Joker would be in the movie, guaranteed. But I think it would be because uh, we see Scarecrow in this movie again. I feel Joker would have been like part of the anarchy, so like he'd have a slightly bigger role than Scarecrow. But I do think the main focus was always going to be Bane. I don't think Nolan was going to do Joker back to back as the main villain, personally, because yeah. he had a nice layout of one one main villain for each movie, and it's different. So the True. Joker could show up, but you know he passed away and all that and it turned out scarecrow was the one that kept appearing in small amounts yeah yeah i guess you're right so but i guess it goes back to this tyler would you say this franchise fantastic or failure fantastic 100 percent. couldn't agree more granted it does have its lesser quality movie mm-hmm. but at the end of the day still not a terrible movie Yes, there's problem, there problems worse. with it. There, there is oh, worse. There is. Like, there's a lot worse, actually. A good amount of the Batman movies, good amount of the Marvel movies. Like, it's not great when you compare it to some yeah, of the best t- of the best ever made. Yes. But yeah, I fully recommend this franchise to anyone who hasn't seen it and has been living under a rock for the past 10, 15 years. You need to go see these movies. Tyler, any more final thoughts? Uh, no, uh, all three are definitely worth a watch, uh, especially the first two, obviously. Yes. Uh, if you have not seen them, and even if you're not a fan of comic book movies, these are still worth a watch because they do have like the part of the history of Hollywood in that in those 2000s and of superhero movies in general and where we've come, they're a part of history and well, also they're fun to watch. Like, you don't yes, need to be are. big into superheroes for this to work. It's a very big fact. But as always, we want to know what you guys thought about the Nolan franchise of Batman. Did you guys personally like it? Did you not? Did we miss off on a couple of points that you liked or didn't like? As always, tell us an entertainment expansion. Find us on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram. We look forward from hearing from you.